Where is that from? <laughs> no, it's that hippie brand. That hippie girl brand. Tree people. Free people. Free people Free is a people. band. Tree people is a band. For, I think from here even. Yeah. And um, all their clothes are like the stupidest sizes. Um, well, it looks... And it's got these inside pockets like this. Ooh. Yeah. It's a... Oh, it's like a... <laughs> It's like a sweatshirt poncho, but like with a lot of room and, for maneuverability. Oh, it's a kicking poncho. Yeah, yeah. It's got the open sides. Um, it is a little windy. I apologize to our watcher listeners. Um, let's. We okay. I did hit record. I hit record. Okay. Is it like a full bar? Red? Um, it is a full bar red. Oh, We're good. Jen. Although the battery is low mm-hmm. it's dangerously low i'm a little concerned about that so is there oh these aren't chargeable batteries no no there's a way to charge it while you're using it but it has batteries in it oh, no wow. no i know i was i was doing that thing where you scour your whole house and you're like what has batteries what has batteries in here well, i'm just shocked that you don't have like a giant drawer full of batteries because you have three sons i, know. I have one son and i have a drawer we did we had a drawer full of batteries it was like full of batteries and controllers and wires that you're like i don't know what this is cords. to cords so just many so cords. many cords and i i went to get batteries out of there and and usually usually that's a hit it's a miss anyway because all the batteries in there are dead because in ki- right. when they're I dead say, the kids yeah. always just throw them back in the drawer so right. anytime you go but they were all gone every single battery and i mean there were probably 50 batteries in there before and now there's zero batteries so i don't know we'll just maybe uh, they're just making meth in there oh <laughs> well you know they're not that smart let's be clear they're not they're not, now that i'm homeschooling them i've been like well cool trade school is going to be a fabulous option for you guys some people are chemists and some people are not chemists you know you know i had we had a shocking meeting with our school counselor yesterday in that um our son who basically hasn't been in regular school for two and a half years because he went to that weird christian school um and so he's like way behind uh he's in the top third of his class oh my god good for him and I think it's because all kids are doing so garbage. <laughs> Everybody's. I mean, a third of the kids right now aren't even bothering going to class. Right. They're just like, this is a lost year. My parents are working full time. Fuck you. And, right. I, and more power to them. Good for those families. I feel like the families who are just like, we're homeschooling. Fuck off this year. Good for you. Uh, but yeah, that's very. Because we were wanting to get him on. He's usually on a 504, which is a learning plan. Yeah. Calvin, my oldest used to have one. And, um, you know, so they're finally following up with that stuff because it's just been chaotic mm-hmm. this year. And we're like, well, we really need to get on this 504 because he's dyslexic. And she's like, well, just so you know. <laughs> he's actually nailing he's it. He's thriving. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I do feel like. For my kids, like online school started out really bumpy. And then just like this last week, they were all like, can we do this next year? They all of a sudden like it clicked for them. They all really like it and they all want to do it again next year. And which I really doubt their dad's going to be into. Uh, But I was like, I don't know. And it's been weirdly like I think it hit at first. It was kind of stressful for me trying to work from home and stuff. But I feel like we all finally this last couple of weeks have hit a groove with it where I've just been like, it's nice having him home. You know, we've been like hitting hitting a new schedule and stuff, but yeah. 
I think it also plays into think... certain kids' strengths. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so with Bodie, it's like he's listening to an audiobook while he's reading along, while the teacher is talking to him, while he's watching a video. And it like that works for his brain. The in AD, some weird I way. feel like, yeah, <laughs> my youngest has ADHD. And I feel like that is kind of similar because he's like on. He'll be like on his phone listening to the audiobook and also like the teacher is talking and he's like doing like six things and he's flopping around and rolling on the floor. Mm-hmm. And at first I was trying to be like, sit down, sit still. And I finally was like, yeah, you know what? This, you never were a sit still. You never were a kid that like sat still, you know? So maybe it kind of suits him. And my middle, who has always just been like, this is dumb. This is busy work. I'm going to do as much as I can to get a C and nothing more. I don't care about any of this. He he has B's right now. and I was going to tell you, he's in the top third of his class. He's a t- he is in the top third of his class. <laughs> and it's because he was like, oh, okay. I All the usual stuff that makes him really annoyed about school. And like, you know, he has such a, a problem with authority. Uh, he'll be like, no, I'm not doing that just because you said to. But like now all of a sudden he's like, there's nobody telling him anything to do. He's just like has to self-start and he can get up a little later and... The sleeping in too with teenagers, they, oh, they need, need like 16 so hours a day of well, sleep. Well, and also their body clock is like weirdly offset. Mm-hmm. So they really should be sleeping in later and staying up later. Yeah. Like there's some something to do with their development where that really actually is a better yeah. uh, process for them. And But they can't do it if they're in traditional school. Um, so I think it's great. Yeah, like, whatever. I, the, my, the two oldest, they're they like don't have a first class because they do two classes one semester, three classes the next, and um, and the semesters are quarters, you know, which I actually really like too. That like you kind of do them in these quick chunks. But uh, it's funny because my kid's hardest class right now is definitely PE because she's <laughs> right. like, you have to be in class. You have to get up and off the couch and like do the thing. You have to f- turn in a fitness log, which I think is great because kids are so sedentary right now. But it is funny because he's got like a C in that class and his teacher's like, yeah, he's not really turning in all this stuff. And I'm like, how funny that you're failing PE of all <laughs> things, <laughs> like struggling with that. So Bodhi went out at like nine o'clock the other night because he's like, I have to go do a run. <laughs> like, oh, because you put it off and until the very last minute huh okay mm-hmm. and it was like freezing cold out and rainy and he went out and did good a run for him yeah yeah my kids have done that and like and i think they've been they seem like they've been pretty good about uh like so like circumstance too where they're like if you have a basketball we're doing this with basketballs if not just go ahead and go for a walk or whatever instead of being like if your family's too poor to own a basketball you fail <laughs> this class <laughs> like i feel like it would be classic gym teacher behavior usually but uh no they seem like they've been pretty good so and it was sweet at the beginning Calvin actually he like threw down pretty hard because there was this teacher who um I think it was his history teacher maybe or something they were supposed to map their yard oh wow that's a fun project yeah and it was you know they were supposed to like GPS map their yard and do this whole thing with it and Calvin was like I think that this uh, assignment is classist because you're making the assumption that a lot of people have yards when plenty of people live in a situation and she was like oh my god I'm so sorry I'm so sorry and she changed the thing and I was like well I mean they could have been like map out the park or like your apartment complex courtyard but Calvin was like I'm not having it <laughs> which I thought was very sweet I was like that's my son obviously this is classist <laughs> yeah Bodie would have just mapped the yard yeah <laughs> just yeah like well he would have done like half of the yard yeah yeah that's enough yeah he just he's not gonna do the whole thing you know that's how he that's that's his approach to school um can we just i love your scarf every time i look at it i'm just 
I want to make sure. Can you all see Jocelyn's it, you amazing? That I was wearing a, one of those um, blankets. What are those silver heat blankets? Yeah, a thermal. <laughs> I thought you had wrapped your because it is so cold in here that you had wrapped yourself in those like fire blankets. This is one of those things that was on like a ninety percent off clearance in a clearance bin at like Nordstrom Rack or something, and I was like, "You're kidding me! Nobody wanted this scarf. <laughs> You're kidding!" So really? it was like four dollars. Amazing. So I love it. Yeah, I love a down. I love anything puffy. Mm. Yeah. I love a puffy coat for sure. They're so cozy. I love it. Uh, With your, with your poncho. With my poncho, sweatshirt. (laughs) So cozy. It's more like a tablecloth maybe. Like Mm -hmm. you could also use it as a picnic blanket. It looks like one of those, like a, like a gag where you have another person's head, you know, like it's like for a Halloween costume, you have a head sticking out. Well, this is one of those things that you like order online. And I thought, Oh, like that's kind of oversized and chic. And then you get it and you're like, there's nothing about this that is chic. And then you're like, it's fine. I'll get it. Anyway. I, I always resent those. Cause I feel like it's the model's fault because, yeah, because somebody's wearing it. They're like, Six feet two, yeah. and you know they're a size two, and they have the extra small version on. And I am so fooled by mar- clothing marketing. I'm yeah. like, surely I'll be lithe and tall if I get that right. <laughs> I'm gonna grow a foot if I buy this poncho. <laughs> and she had like a bunch of raggedy scarves. <laughs> oh like, yeah. Oh, but I just look like a homeless person. <laughs> well, I like it. It's a good homeless look on yeah, you. Yeah, and if I am ever unhoused this will be a good thing to take you'll be cozy yeah Yeah. you can fit other layers under it oh yeah you could fit everything you own (laughs) (laughs) and dave's clothes are just like (laughs) you're like a puffy ball could push you over you just roll i'm dolled up because i i had uh i went and got interviewed just before this um for something that was one of those that about partway through i was like you are gonna get sued what are and i even was like well, maybe you could use my, uh, like my, you know, I have like a, a, a different name technically, legally. And I was like, maybe you could use that name instead. And she was like, of course, if you want. But then she was like, well, I'm going to use your picture. And I'm like, oh, well, then people, I mean, a lot of people will recognize it's me. And it'll seem weirder that I'm like, oh, my name's Dickinson Mulcrofty. <laughs> it's not me, Emma Arnold. So I was like, fuck it. Just, and I was like, you know, honestly, if you're doing this interview, you need to just stand by it completely anyway. So but um what is the interview about well um a reporter here who i like a lot she had been for she had been asking people to do to talk about uh experiences they had had with shady landlords oh right and um with landlords like uh basically like doing rent eviction and evicting people wrongly and et cetera, et cetera. and i um, when we moved out, um, we had been out like, we'll be out September 5th. And then when I went back to clean, they had put an eviction notice on the door, but not an eviction notice. Like I'm savvy enough about that stuff. And they had done this to a bunch of my neighbors who they evicted. They, it's like just a letterhead, but it says you've been served. So it's like a bullshit eviction notice, like a, to scare you. And a lot of my right. neighbors were undocumented and, you know, are maybe ESL and so like that is going to be fucking terrifying for them I was just kind of like no I'm not I gave you 30 days notice I told you like I paid through the fifth go fuck yourself you know but for whatever reason I guess because 
we well because I had told them we our lease wasn't up till December and I was like we're not paying that we're moving out in September you guys have been horrible to us yeah. horrible to the residents you've told like you want us out of here and you're then you're going to try and charge us an extra three grand for leaving so that you can charge the next person double what we're paying go fuck yourselves right so I was pretty clear that I wasn't paying it so I when I was talking to her I was like you know I, sh- I gave her all the paperwork that they sent me and stuff and I was like they really did try to pretend like we had been evicted when they that's just a letter that you wrote to me you just basically sent me an email on it said like Idaho Housing Association blah 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 and I was like this is not a real thing this isn't an eviction notice I wasn't served none of this is real so um well and you have to be served in person yes you can't be like they can't just nail the proclamation on the door it was taped on there and it was they tried to make it look very scary and official and then they tried to charge us the they tried so they they sent me a final bill and it was for like $4,700. So not just the two months rent because we broke the lease. Um, but also they said that we had hit the carport with a car, with a van, with a moving van. And then like just all these other, the house was spotless. I keep a very clean house. And yeah. when we moved out, like the carpet was not dirty. Everything was very clean. I went back, even though I hated them because I know that they aren't, you know, the owners aren't the one, the racist shitty owners at Cedar Square are not the ones cleaning that place. So I cleaned it really, really well. So the staff didn't have to. Um, so that place was spotless, but they tried to charge us for like a whole bunch of stuff, like carpet r- r- cleaning, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, no, that's all from my deposit. You're not going to, I knew you weren't going to give me my deposit back. You have what? seventeen, eighteen hundred dollars of mine already. Take it out of that. And, um, so that's happened I was, to me at, I'm not even kidding. Every single place I ever rented. Yeah. Well, with the exclusion of like when I was renting from a friend. Yeah. Um, that they, that I cleaned it. It was immaculate or I paid even for carpet cleaners and for cleaners to come. And every single time, there's all these trumped up bogus charges that they assert and that you're supposed to then come up with even more money. Like, I've never gotten my deposit back. Yeah. Never got my deposit back. Well, and also part of the reason, so when I was like, we're leaving in September and they were like, well, you're going to have to pay through December. And I was like, no. First of all, I know you guys, because they had been doing it to my neighbors who had been evicted several of them, they were remodeling the entire place. And I was like, I'm not paying you to remodel the apartment that you basically made it impossible for us to stay in. You know, I'm not paying you guys to remodel. And then also like it was, it was spotless when I left, it was very clean, but I was like, you're redoing all this anyway. You're like redoing the, the counters and like doing all this stuff. Like you're taking your, I saw you pull the carpet out of next door. Like you're going to keep the, like they're trying to charge, you know, 1300, 1250 for those places. I'm like, you're going to have to put new carpet in that carpet's been in there since like 1989, you know, like yeah. it wasn't like I, we cleaned it, but there's only so much you can do to old carpet, you know? So I just felt like all of it was complete bullshit. And, and, but while she was interviewing me, I was very aware that I was like there. So we moved out. We never heard from them again. They sent us me a couple letters like you always 40. And I was like, I, okay, thanks. (laughs) Have fun in hell. (laughs) But then I was like, writing the check right now. And I had wanted to leave a, a really nasty review, but then I had that thing where you're just like, honestly done, you know, like 
fine. You, you like four out of six of the residents in my side of the building are gone now because of the way you treated people. Tons of people got evicted. You guys are complete monsters. You're racist and shitty. And I wanted to leave like a scathing review, but I also was like, I don't really want to deal with the fallout of them coming after me for $4,700 because of pettiness, you know, because if I leave a one star review and I very publicly call them out, I was like, I don't really want to have to come up with $4,700 when they take me to small claims court. But when I was doing this interview, part of the reason I decided to do it was she was talking about how hard it was to get anybody to talk about it yeah. because people were so scared of the consequence. And it made me so mad because I was like, landlords never face any consequences whatsoever. And it's so frustrating because like, I know it's, she was, her whole article is about rent evictions happening basically right now in Boise. And I know it's such a hard thing to pin a land, pin on a landlord because whenever I would go down and fight with them and get mad at them and be like, you guys are doing this rent eviction stuff. You're purposely making it impossible for the residents to live here and really unpleasant. They would be like, what? We're just making, we're just making improvements. We're just trying to make it nicer for you. And it's like, you're being gaslit constantly with right. landlords and landlords never, they, they, nothing like they didn't lose any money. They evicted a ton of people uh, that I lived with and you know, it was a, it, and potentially they're just raking in even more cash. Oh, for sure they are because they've said that you owe that to them. Yeah, and and there's no, there's actually no requirement of proof. Yeah, they could basically send you a bill for whatever they want, and then it's just up to you to decide that you're not going to pay it. Yeah, or pay and, a portion of it, or like, and a lot of people don't realize, like, uh, we had a really shady landlord in Las Vegas. Uh, this place was, it was one of those, like you rent it sight unseen because my ex took a job there. He was flying tours down there. We took a, got a place sight unseen and it was so, so bad. And so of course we moved out like the second, Chip, get back in here. Come on, Chippy, naughty cake, come, come on, on, babe. And so of course we like left as soon as we could and they sent us a bill for seven grand and we were just like, no. <laughs> like, And they can't actually really do anything but people don't realize that and I, know that probably a ton of my neighbors who like I said undocumented scared of getting in trouble probably just end up paying that four grand because they're like fuck or hopefully I hope they just disappear and they're not able to ever find them which yeah. people do too I have no and anybody who like sticks up for a landlord in this kind of situation I'm automatically like we have not we have no common ground <laughs> I don't like you as a person I don't like your politics and I don't like you as a person somebody who's like landlords lose a lot of my nope no I don't want to hear it I don't care yes there are people I I have friends and family members uh, like my parents rent out this house you know that's why we live here but they are not slum lords they don't have 50 of these where they're trying to purposely like rake poor people over the coals for every dollar that right. they have like my grandma lived in a duplex yeah and she rented out the other half of the duplex yeah she's not a landlord I mean technically she is yeah also here's something interesting that I noticed about landlord like so one time um I was I was posting on social media about a landlord situation that I was having. And um, I was shocked because every single person that responded with a comment assumed my landlord was a man. Every really? single person. And I was like, hey, guess what, everybody? Landlords can be women. In fact, <laughs> I've only ever had women landlords. Yeah. And everybody was like, he can't do that. Blah, blah, blah. He, he, he. And I was like, like no, no, no. Yeah, my. I mean, landlords are shitty, but that doesn't mean they're only men. Yeah, you don't have to gender. <laughs> it's 
Turns out rich people can be of both genders yeah. and, and still very shitty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the couple that bought out my apartments were just the worst human beings just terrible like i it's funny i i was trying to explain i was like you probably won't want to put this in the article but i was explaining that so i lived on the third floor right above where like the office was like they moved the office during covid they moved it right over to like there was a maintenance part uh maintenance apartment and then the office was right across from it so if i was sitting on my balcony i could hear like the windows would be open in the office or they just a lot of times would stand in between the two rooms and like talk shit. So I would hear the shit that the owners were saying and I, and like, you know, they were terrible racists basically <laughs> is what, like they, I, you know, they were just like constantly, you know, since our apartments were filled with refugees, like they were t- always like saying the most terrible racist shit. And I was, you know, there was no doubt the people they moved in were, had like giant blue lives, matters uh flags on their trucks and stuff like that you know like there there was no doubt who they were moving in our maintenance man was a boogaloo boy you know like that we knew we knew what was happening so i was a little worried to do that it was also very cute because we i had scheduled for to meet her at three today and then i'm like oh what am i doing i have couple skate so i rescheduled with her for one and then i was dicking around the house and then had that where i'm like what am i doing it's 12 fucking 50 i gotta go and so i had to like run out of the house and get down there and when i got there i texted i'm like i hear sorry and i wasn't actually late but i like to be early to things so i felt late <laughs> so i was like i'm here sorry blah blah blah. and she was like oh my god i thought this was at 1 30 i'm so sorry and so she was like when she got there she was like very apologetic and i'm like no i feel like i have because of covid like no time management left whatsoever oh, no no no, no. I had a meeting today at 11.30 and I was so excited because the person I had the meeting with sent me an email last night saying, oh, I'm so sorry, I double booked. And I was like, I'm so glad to hear somebody else's double booking because I don't really have that many meetings, but somehow I simultaneously schedule them all for like Tuesday at yeah, two. Yeah, I keep doing the <laughs> I same thing. I actually triple booked myself the other day <laughs> and didn't realize it even until just like right at the moment. Wow. And then I'm like, oh, wait, okay. Uh. <laughs> I keep doing that because I'm scheduling these podcasts because I'm trying to like get a backlog so that we can just be like doing one a week. And um, repeatedly I've been like, oh, I scheduled two or three people at the same time, even though I have like really nothing, not a lot else going on. Uh, but I'm like, okay, yeah, like Thursday <laughs> it's two. And I'm like, you do this every week with Jocelyn. What are you doing? I guess every other week, but still. Yeah, I, I has I have stopped writing things down, which I was always a, yeah. a big planner. I have my day planner. I actually write it in like pen in a date book. And when COVID started, somehow I just got out of the habit of always putting the, the things in the same place, even though that's a habit I've had literally for 25 years. Yeah, I have the same planner that I always have. And I just like poof, it just that habit just went somewhere yeah and i i actually thought the other day like oh i need to order a new day planner because it's that time of year and i like looked like at my planner is so sad yeah because i just didn't use it like i was supposed to even my am am i gonna are you gonna am i gonna be able to rehabilitate it'll just say couple skate every two (laughs) weeks and that'll be (laughs) i know my my calendar used to be i had it color coded my google calendar because i had like Festival meetings were green. Um, podcasts and podcasts were blue. Shows were yellow. Because in one day, I would have like, bop, 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 bop. Like, I would have a bunch of shit to do. Now I'm like, 
I saw the mailman today. I said hi to him. That, that's it. That was my day. <laughs> I didn't do much else. Like it's so, you know, I'm doing like school with the kids, which is time consuming, but no schedule really. I'm still doing all the same stuff. And yet I'm just not keeping track. Of yeah. It. <laughs> yeah. So everything, every day is like a surprise. I'm like, oh, oh. right. I have a meeting. <laughs> oh, Okay. <laughs> I also, I forgot to say this about that interview and I feel like there's, somebody's going to need to solve this. Um, I had done makeup because she's like, I'm going to take your picture in front of the sign. I was like, okay. So I had done my makeup and when I got there, she got out of the car. We both put our masks on. Um, you know, we stayed far away from each other, but it's like, now that's the thing you're doing if you're a decent human being. <laughs> and we put our masks on and we're both like, oh, hi, blah, blah, blah. And then she's like, okay, I'll just have you take your mask off and I, so I can take a picture. And I'm like, okay, cool. So then she takes my picture, but we're still far away from each other. We're still like 10 feet away and we're like talking and stuff. And she's like, thank you so much and blah, blah, blah. And then, so then, um, I go back, get back in the car and, uh, I, like flip the visor thing was still down and I look and my mask had just rubbed <laughs> my lipstick like for the picture it's like I'm I look every bit the wild-eyed like crazy social it was awful to me. <laughs> yes that's exactly I look every bit as nuts as like some shitty capitalist and he tried to tell me you see this here <laughs> And I think she didn't notice because she was far enough away that it probably just looked like, you know, maybe I have like rosacea or something like that. <laughs> just, it, was, it was so bad. And so somebody's going to have to invent something. I was so, I was like, oh, beautiful. That's great. I did. I tried so hard to look like presentable and adult for this, you know, publication. Like, yes, I am. Yes, I am poor. But you'll see that I'm actually a very reasonable person. Poor people very are well spoken, very well, <laughs> very well put together. I was like, way to represent the poor people. Emma. <laughs> Great job. Um, I have you talk for a minute because I have an email. I have an amazing thing I have to show <laughs> you, you talk for a minute. You okay. talk, you go. <laughs> well, I have to pull it up, but I don't just want to, you know. Be... Uh, well, I'm there is a notebook here that isn't mine. And I just looked down and it says <laughs> funny butt jokes. <laughs> My joke notebook from pre-covid from march and i've been on the live stream yesterday i've been so i've been trying to do one or two jokes like jokes from then or... but that that was one yesterday that i saw that's one of your suggestions from your mom no that was me uh yeah honey you know what's funny you know what people like butts but jokes. butts are funny jokes do that do that but do it use your body most of your humor is physical your body is your funniest thing about you use your body that's what she always says to me Oh my God. Yes. Well, butt jokes. Uh, yesterday I was trying to do a joke uh, and then it turned into a like preachy sermon essentially <laughs> about uh, universal income. And uh, and then that storm came through. Oh my good that Lord. That was wild. Which, were you sitting here? Yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. It was fucking bonkers. Uh, I like, <laughs> like, and it hit so fast. It like, that was such a fun, like, cause it was kind of like, oh wow, lightning. And then it went like, <laughs> And the wind hit, everything blew over and the rain and it was hailing over here. Was it yeah, hailing yeah, at your house? Yeah. yeah. The hail started coming in and it was hailing so hard that the garage door wouldn't shut because it kept thinking it was hitting something, the automatic door. And I kept being like, oh. <laughs> so I'm like trying to make a live stream and I'm running around going, oh no. <laughs> and, then, and then also my internet went out. So everything, I lost everything, 5G and everything. So yeah, it was great. Yeah, it was shocking. I was sitting in the, in the kitchen and working on work and- 
all of a sudden it just got really dark and was like and then the loudest clap of thunder it actually set off all the car alarms yeah. in my neighbors yeah and same. I swear that's never happened no in, in it, my and it was literally one of those times where like there was lightning at the same time there was thunder like I'm trying to pull the doors down and it's like kaboom kaboom and I'm like ah, this is my <laughs> welcome to my live stream of the end of days it, it was, was live streaming end of days oh man I just realized we're not, I'm not on, ugh, I'm not on Wi-Fi out here. Okay. I might just have to tell you about this, which sucks because it's the funniest goddamn thing. Um, oh wait, oh, it's loaded. Okay. <laughs> Thank God. Because I really want to read it to you. Okay. So a little backstory on this. Um, a year, excuse us, pumping, <laughs> service. pumping service. We're trying to make a podcast. Um, <laughs> like a year or two ago, I was in New York. Um, it, it, let's see. It was not not this last June, the June before. I was in New York doing some shows and um, my amazing friend, Emily Braden, who's from here, she's an amazing jazz singer. She was oh, doing- Oh, I know who Emily, yeah. yeah. Emily's phenomenal. She she's come home a couple Check out Emily Braden, like buy her stuff. Christmas Yeah, she comes, shows. she does like little things here. Yeah. And, um, and we actually are friends because she was best friends. She grew up with my husband and she was best friends with his brother. So we had, we knew each other kind of from there. Um, so, but we've been friends for a long time since and she's so talented. So she was doing this, a residency at this amazing, like, you know, beautiful, wonderful little New York speakeasy type thing. And it was like down in this little basement and I went to the show and it was so phenomenal. She's so phenomenal. And I ended up making some friends there and talking. And then afterward I walked out and there's a park right across the way which i did not realize when i went in is stonewall it's stonewall park and there's like a little memorial there and stuff and when i walked across there's a piano there that's always there and um this whole i walked over because there was this whole crowd of people just spontaneously singing queen just like super beautifully and loud there was this huge just like I don't know, just in this like magical, amazing moment where, where you're like, you know, only in New York, you know, one of those. And I sat down and was just like listening and um, just sort of enjoying the moment. And uh, this guy sitting on the bench next to me, who I'm just going to describe as a 50 year old engineer, you know, just not, that's not, I don't mean it in a derogatory way. He just was like an older white guy. He was on a laptop so all these people are singing it's a beautiful night it's new york in june you know everybody it's like amazing he's just like on this laptop typing and so i kind of glanced over and i was like he like looked over at me and kind of smiled and i just kind of conversation was like hey you're missing it you're missing this amazing moment and he was like oh i live here so this you know it happens all the time and i was like oh haha yeah and then um he like then he it was one of those times where you're like oh dang it because i like I did it. I like struck right. up a conversation. I didn't mean to strike up a conversation. He had just, we made eye contact. I said like a bit of small talk and then like went back to listening to the people sing. But then he was like an opening. And then he started like talking to me um, at length about um, how he only takes cold showers and how he doesn't believe in travel because it's a waste of fossil fuel. And do you want to come check out our situation? Hey, we are. We hey, and welcome to the welcome battery. to the podcast, low Alex battery. Satterly. Everybody, <laughs> we have a low battery, and I found your butt is in our podcast right now. <laughs> welcome to the pod. Hey, funny butts, everybody! Funny butts. Welcome to the podcast. Um, 
we have a low battery and we've already used the batteries from the remote. What do you, what's your professional? <laughs> hey, you're the producer of this podcast. We switched it out already. So if you, we have one more partial battery. We have a partial. Oh, awesome. Thank you so much. <laughs> This, you're such a good producer. We love you. Um, shout out to Alex, who has been cobbling all of my podcasts together. From I can't even believe how good they sound. They sound so good. If you, if you, sometimes people are like, nobody. Actually, I'm saying some people. Nobody's ever complained to me about the quality of the live stream, which I don't understand. <laughs> I'm always like, don't the leaves and the jets bother you? No, not really. So, um, but he's been cobbling everything together. When we forget to hit, re- I forget to hit record, and and I forget to remind you and, to hit record. And and uh, the last one, apparently, I stopped using my mic at some point. I just set it down <laughs> conversationally and forgot to pick it back up, which is very professional. So, um, I do appreciate him. What we oh okay, so New York moment. So so this guy, he um, so he's like chatting to me in that like older white guy way where they're just like ignoring all your signals that you're like, I'm not, I'm not interested in talking. Mm -hmm. So I finally, okay, we're going to pause here for a minute. Um, This is, this is the uh, break. I'm excited for Alex right now because um, I recently did a podcast with someone and I, uh, you know, just like I do, I forgot to hit record, but we were doing it on Squadcast. So he was able to request the backup logs and get it even though I hadn't hit record. And um, he was like, it's pretty poppy. It's gonna, I don't know if I can cobble something together. And I was like, listen, if you're able to make this into a podcast, I will give you the best blowjob you've ever had in your entire wow. life. And I was like, it'll make the blowjobs I've given you before this seem like trash. Like, it, it, I, Do you have a plan of action oh, for this? Listen, we've only so, been together a, a couple years. Gonna, oh, a couple of years? So, and you haven't pulled out all the tricks No, no, yet? no. We're not even married. We're not even married. Are you kidding? I got, pff, I got tons of shit still Backlogs up my sleeve. Oh, yeah. Stuff. Wow, I've okay. been giving him, I've been giving him. See, I always feel like I pull out the best blowjob within the first week. And and then I like spend the rest of my life trying to live up to that one again. <laughs> See, no. But also got... then like, oh, I just, I shouldn't have done this. Should I? No, no, no. I give, I give a, uh, let's just, I give a phenomenal blowjob, top tier. Like any ex I've ever has always been like, I, I still think about it. It's just irreplaceable. It's an irreplaceable part of me. God gave me a gift, you know? And, but here's, I always give about 75% mm. so that that way you have that extra 25 That's really smart. and I don't usually use, you know, sex as a reward, but until, you know, I really I need a podcast. Sex as a reward. <laughs> <laughs> Are you kidding me? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> That's my strategy. See? Yeah. I mean, I, will I, will I trade where I'm like, I don't want to have to go let the dog out at four in the morning. And I'm like, I'll give you a blowjob if you go let the dog out at four in the morning. Yeah. I'll, I mean, I'll trade these for sure. <laughs> That's what they're for. <laughs> I just say, go let the dog out. Cause I'm not dealing with this right now. I'm asleep. Yeah. But Dave's kind of the guy that that's he he kind of understands that line of what's his responsibility versus what's chip is definitely mine because chip is my dog so if chip needs to barf at 4 a.m and is being a real pill i feel that's mine i should be getting up for that he was he's not alex's dog he's fond of alex but he's my dog you know but i often don't want to do that so i'm just like what about and why don't you have a dog door um because of home alone Oh, okay. yeah, because I don't want robbers <laughs> reaching through and coming I, in. I don't worry about robbers, but I do worry about raccoons. Yeah, raccoons for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Especially if obviously there is dog food in the house. Also, we have um, 
a really bad stray cat situation. Mm. We have so many stray cats and I feel like they would just come in. Okay, so let's finish my New York story <laughs> that now I feel like has been propped up too much. Um, so... So he kept talking to me and he was telling me about his TED talk and talking to me about his blog. And I was giving a lot of signals where I was kind of like, oh, cool. And then like turning physically my body, there was nowhere to move. All the other benches were occupied. I was like trying really hard to give like the polite, like, I'm not, no, thank you. Like I said one thing to you, but I was making a joke and I opened this bottle and I didn't mean to. Um, and I finally turned to him and I was like, you know what? I'm just trying to enjoy this like magical New, New York moment right now. Um, I'm like, it's been nice talking to you, but I'm just trying to like enjoy all of this. And he was like, oh, okay, okay. Um, and then continued to talk to me and still talked until I finally was just kind of like, well, it was nice meeting you and um, left, okay? So I get this email out of the blue. This is what, a year and a half later, however time works anymore. He says, hi, Emma. You might remember meeting me in the park across the street from Stonewall. Stonewall. I was asked, I asked if it was a magic moment and wrote about it in my blog, a magical New York moment. I couldn't help thinking of that magic moment and our meeting the other day for another magic moment. The city went crazy at Biden winning the election. The park in the corner of the village loved it even more. Seemed like a good enough reason to write and say it reminded me of the moment. I hope you're doing well, blank. Man, I want you to hear, this is his signature. <clears throat> Obviously, I'm not going to give his real name, but uh, Dick Dickerton... PhD, MBA, and then it has links to his bio, his TED Talks, his podcast, and his favorite blog posts. And then it says, meaning and purpose, loads of garbage per year, one in 2017, one in 2018, one in 2019. Days picking up at least one piece of litter, 1,300 days and counting. Months not flying in an airplane, 56 and counting. Daily burpees, 1,600... Oh, shoot. I'm, I have a hard time with six-figure numbers. 1,601 to... 100,601. 100,000, we'll just say. Daily blog posts, 4,000 and counting. Gratitude emails in a week, 70. Cold showers, 524 and counting. Body fat, 10%. Resting heart rate, 40 beats per minute. Daily average spent on fitness less than one penny friends zero <laughs> and then it goes on there is so much more my webinar on living your values to find and reach your potential in the long term Dude, links to a bunch of shit okay off. so so then of course fuck off i had to go to the blog right i had to go to the blog which i'm not going to read you because it's not interesting enough but the first thing in the blog it starts with that he had sat down next to a woman and said to her isn't this a magical new york moment Corey, you're missing it so he did the thing that men do where they steal the thing that you said to them that was very smart and reasonable and then he like wrote a blog about it right after that but he did that and it was so funny because i feel like you and i have both super duper experienced so many times being used as like a muse when really you're just like no you're just a thief motherfucker <laughs> like you're just a oh, fucking yeah. burpee doing a cold shower taking thief and it made me so annoyed and it's, it was so funny because like i wonder how many men are going through the world like that like 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 literally even just a third of those, a quarter of those things make you an insufferable person. <laughs> that is, you are insufferable. Yeah. Like you are so impressed with yourself and 
and tap dancing around like anybody fucking cares about your burpees or your TED talk or your showers showers like are you kidding me go jerk off Can like a normal even person imagine getting an e- like have having the the bloated up balls to think that any of it matters that what you're doing yeah how many like, burpees you did like, like in he, your he's signature he's on somebody, your email oh Wow, what amazing stuff. I mean, when are we going to canonize him? When does he become a saint? Oh my God, is your resting heart rate 40? That is, thank you for signing your email with that so I know. <laughs> it's so funny. What a blowhard. I know, and it was just so perfect because like, it, it was one of those times where you're just like, I think I have so many times in my life, men have to refer to me as their muse when really like they just would they're literally, their own muse. They're, yeah, <laughs> they would just take things that I said and then steal them and then pretend that they'd said them. And I've been like, like that has happened to me so many times. Like one time I was listening to a comedian on stage who had, li- we had just literally had this conversation and he like repeated back. He had asked me for advice. I had told him, then he went out on stage and was like, I just really think blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I just said that to you. And not that it's like proprietary, but like, at least you'd be like, yeah, someone, someone gave me some really good advice, you know? Well, I'm in the writing community and I can <laughs> tell you that I have a lot of good stories and a lot of writers don't. Mm-hmm. And I've seen a lot of my own stories told sitting, having a drink with a bunch of friends reflected in their work that yeah. has that has happened to me uh in at least a dozen occasions yeah just it's, like oh wow so i guess that belongs to you now because i told it to you yeah thievery i there's a local playwright who has done that to me where i saw on stage we he was going through a very difficult time we went out uh and like got dinner and i we talked a lot about like you know, being real and being blah, 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 blah. And then I saw what I said repeated back. And I was like, what the fucking fuck? And it made me after that kind of like, I'm very careful now what I say to certain men in my life, because I'm like, I don't, you just like, he just, that same person just recently asked me out to see if I wanted to go for a walk or a coffee. And I was like, no, I just don't really feel like having anything stolen right now. And if we went out, I would just be quiet the whole time and be like, mm, mm. Yeah, but isn't shady. that the most amazing email? <laughs> isn't that, I'm going to send you the blog post so you can read it. Cause the blog post was so bloviated and long winded. And like, it just basically stole what was happening for me in that moment was like this magical experience of this New York moment, which he stole. And, and because he was like, I, I don't, he wasn't trying to hit on me because obviously he takes so many cold showers. That's not an issue for him anymore. <laughs> But it was like, he was like intellectually hitting on me, you know, where he was like, oh, an audience, wonderful. And he was like, it was really funny too, because one of those guys, a lot of times he's one of those guys who like, he was trying to impress me. And I was like, I'm a performer. I'm like, not to swing my dick around, but I'm for sure more famous than you. Fuck, let me please just enjoy these beautiful queer people singing and the night air, please. And he was trying to be like, have you heard of TEDx? (laughs) Yeah. Also, if you haven't had a TED Talk, don't even talk to me. Big deal. <laughs> yeah. So what? That's like at least 80% of our population has done a TED yeah. Talk. Yeah. <laughs> I could do a TED Talk tomorrow. I could be like, I'm, hi, I'm here for to do with a TED Talk. And they'd be like, oh, fantastic. <laughs> that reminds me of a Christmas letter we got one year. We had gone on a trip to, um, we actually got on a trip to Paris for my dad's 50th birthday. And it was a family trip, and we met this guy who was an opera singer, I think. He was like a friend of a friend. Anyways, this guy was the biggest blowhard. 
that I had ever met. I couldn't believe it. Like, we were at a party, and he decided that he was going to get up and start scatting. Oh, <laughs> my God. Like, that's it. That's all you need to tell me about him. I hate this guy. Scatting in general. Like, Emily Braden can scat, and she, oh, she's, Emily uh, can, she's phenomenal. Sure. She's yeah. like, her, I would be like, I hate scatting. But her, I was like, oh, skibbity bop bop. <laughs> yeah, get into it, girl. But, like, any any other time. So this guy was older, oh, and of oh. course he had a wife who was half his age. And for some somehow he got her address, and he sent one of these uh, Christmas cards or Christmas letters that they tell you everything that they oh, did God. in the year. We kept it and we read it every year. <laughs> oh, a magical! <laughs> it's just like that list. Yeah. It's like this absolutely absurd list of like the accomplishments, the places that they went, everything that they did. Like anybody fucking cares. Yeah, it's just like bragging, but also bragging about things that don't matter or aren't. Like your body, like, value to other people. His B- so, BPM, right? you know, like okay, <laughs> seems low. It's so it's like a real des- desperate yeah. uh, ploy for attention, and it's so blatant. Yeah, and uh, it just it just that list. Like even having your body, so you have your body weight percent, your fat percentage. What is it called? Is that what it is? Fat percentage. You have that in your email, dude, you have that in your email signature. Like what happened to you that you have your fat percentage in your email? You're not, he wasn't a fitness instructor, you know, but he's done a lot of burpees. He's, that is so a lot of burpees. Is. That maybe is he's also a personal trainer. No, he wasn't. <laughs> He, and also, he just had like a skinny short man body. It's not like I went like, those so burpees different. are paying off, baby. I was like, I, it's not like you're like, oh, okay. You should Ugh. send him a link to this podcast. He gave me a massive lecture. But how did I he should. even get your name and email? Well, I told him I'm a comedian. And he was like, oh, blah, blah, blah. And, and um, I told him my name and stuff. But I don't, I didn't remember him. I didn't remember his name. It's like, I didn't, you know, it's not like I was like, oh, yeah, I'm keeping track of this guy, you know, like. Yeah, he and he just kind of contacted me out of the blue. Sending someone a link to your blog is dicey at best, but someone you met one time that you're like, I wrote a blog post about you that's not factually accurate. (laughs) But he he got me thinking, I think you'll like this segue. He got me thinking about, he is like, you know how a lot of times, like it used to be one tea tea brand that did it, but now they all do it. The little end of the tea bag thing has like a motivational thing. Mm -hmm. And they used to, you know, they used to sometimes you'd be like, oh, that's nice. You know, oh, a nice little quote from Oprah. That's nice. Mm -hmm. But now I feel like they've gotten more, like as Bigelow is doing them, they've gotten more and more generic. My mind today says, uh, Trust is the union of intelligence and integrity. Okay, thanks for that. That's helpful. And I was thinking, I want to start a tea company and I want to give, put on our tea bags, we're going to do a couple skate tea and on our tea bags, it's going to tell you things you want to hear like, your sister owes you an apology. That's what I want my tea bags to say. I want them to say things that I think and that that I want to be confirmed on, you know? like I did get a fortune one time in a fortune cookie that said, make a budget. <laughs> make a budget. I was like, no. Oh, pretty much the best one ever, mm-hmm. you know? Just really calling me out on my finances. Make a budget. Yeah. Or should you be eating out right now? I feel like your bank account is a little... Oh, make a budget is good. That would be one of ours. Uh, I like make a, a, your sister owes you an apology, Mm -hmm. make a budget. Um, Your neighbor's wrong about your dog. That's a good one. 
I don't know. I just that feel guy like is a monster. Yeah. 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 That guy is a monster. It's good. That guy is a monster. Landlords suck. That would be a perfect one. Just stuff that you're like, yeah, that's true. You know, yeah. Not, I don't universal income. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you very much. I caused a storm apocalypse discussing it yesterday. I just feel like I'm really for a, for a long time, for the last couple years, I feel like all of Instagram and everything is like all these people who think that they're life coaches platitudes platitudes yeah. everything is all inspirational shit mm-hmm. and it's it's like a fad it's bullshit you know it's a lot of well, it and so much of it is so empty yeah like like you read it and you think oh yeah i guess that's a great and then you're like no when you break it down it means nothing yeah yeah like trust is the union of intelligence and integrity like is it though? Yeah, is that's what trust is? I thought it was intimacy and vulnerability, but I guess fuck me, huh? Yogi T? I guess fuck me. Yeah, I don't it's I I hate that and I feel like so many of my friends' feeds have been taken over by that like like uh, comedians and friends of mine like now their Instagram is very motivational. There's a couple that I like because actually they're very like smart, intuitive people who are like have steered themselves like a friend of mine who was a comedian she's a yoga teacher now and she is like really in it like she really is there to help people she's helping the she does yoga with the elderly and stuff like that like she really is selflessly helping and not just being like i think i'll be a life coach you know i think i will be a life coach though you'd be a phenomenal make a budget (laughs) i've really really tried to think like okay if i'm gonna have my midlife crisis and completely change the direction of my life what would be, you know, like find my passion, mm-hmm. like do what I love, you know, that kind of a thing. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. That's what you, that's, you love it. <laughs> I'm just trying to think of all those platitudes that yeah. they tell you. Yeah. Like from, from the perch of being. If you like, know it, you'll grow it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That stuff. Yeah. You're like, oh, right. And you live in a big giant house with a yeah. pool. Yeah. So you can uh, live your passion. Yeah. You have time for, you. for that. <laughs> Do you, I don't know if you remember this, but when we first met, the person I was dating what, had just decided to become a life coach. Really? <laughs> yeah. And he life coached two people. Um, one of them was the person in charge of that storytelling thing. Oh, really? Yeah. So that worked out great. Yeah. And um, I remember... I because like she came over and she was sitting at the kitchen table and he was like walking her through like goals and stuff and I, you know him I remember him just being like well why don't you just do this stuff why don't you just do this you're setting goals you're not even doing anything and I was like oh you're the, a great life coach you're like having Oscar the Grouch follow you around and shout so at you the, from the, the trash only can life coach that I've ever known was uh, this woman who uh, was a friend of my parents and we used to go over to her and her husband's house um, for dinner parties and things. And she was, she was kind of like a, um, Oh, uh, like one of the golden girls or something. Who is the, the tall B B Arthur. Yeah. uh, Who I love. Yeah. B Arthur. But she was sort of that kind of a figure where she would, she was tall and she would wear like long drapey clothes. And then she had like big flat feet. Oh, I'm into it. She's allowed to be a life coach. She's lived. That woman has lived. But, and then, but her husband was just like this grousing. Like he was the guy who had the, like the giant mole with hair on his face. Mm. And he was really like he was just ugly from the inside out. Yeah. And they had a pool in their backyard that she'd wanted a pool. 
And he was like, you can have a pool if you dig it. And she did. Ooh. It was a, it was wonky. It was small. It was narrower. Like kind of an odd shape. It was, you know, about knee high. Yeah. But she got that fucking pool. She got pool. that pool. But then, and I remember thinking like, well, first of all, I didn't know, really know what a life coach was, but I was thinking, this woman is giving advice on how to live your life. And I, her life is so unappealing to yeah. me. Yeah. And then her husband actually left her and married his secretary. Ooh. It was like a big uh, disruption. And I just kind of thought like, maybe she should have seen that coming. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe you should have gotten a life coach yeah. first yeah. before you become a life coach. Yeah, I know too. Like real out of touch with life. Yeah, you know, to me. Yeah, you didn't notice. I mean, you're out there digging knee high pools where your marriage is failing. What's happening? I've known. Two, I know two life coaches. One is Bill Maher's life coach, who I met during that trip to Hawaii. More fillers, more fillers, Bill. <laughs> Let's see if we can get it completely horizontal. <laughs> oh, my God. He actually is funny because he was a lovely man. Um, the life coach or yeah, Bill Maher? The, no, not Bill Maher. <laughs> Bill Maher is a complete pile of garbage. Um, no. Uh, no, the life coach was, uh, he was a spiritual advisor and life coach. And, um, but looking back, I think some of that maybe like, he seemed lovely in comparison to Bill, sure. you know, like you were like anybody would. Yeah. yeah. But he, it was funny one time, like we were sitting on the beach and he was like, we were like, you know, enjoying this lovely day. And he told me, um, he was like, I do this thing, you know, where I like read people, but I won't do it without consent. And I was like, yeah, go for it. And he was like, he told me that I'm only okay in my life if I'm praying and singing. And I was like, okay, <laughs> sure. All right. You know, like, Probably, <laughs> probably, man. I don't know. I think that's true for everyone, though. Yeah, you know? I was like, yeah, that's that's, that's like a probably. horoscope. Like at the time, at the time, that to anyone they'd be like, yeah, 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 make a budget, <laughs> fucking yeah, sing and pray. That sounds great. Yeah, and I like at the time, I was like, wow, he really nailed it. He really nailed me. And then later, I was like, no, he just like said it with like a guruy air, mm-hmm. and it, and he was he is a nice man, and I've had I've gotten lunch with him a couple times in L.A. He he's actually a very sweet sweet Has guy. Has he written a blog post about you? <laughs> probably. How many burpees he probably, can he do? Yeah, he probably What's his has. body fat. I mean, let's be honest. Mm, how many cold showers How's are we talking he? here? <laughs> He, he, but I also, at the same time, I'm like, if you're a life coach and your main client is Bill Maher. If your main client is a monster. Yeah. Like, an actual, <laughs> just, I, mm, it's kind of, mm. and then the other person I love dearly as a person. I love this person dearly. Uh, but the idea of them coaching other people in their life is like, you're 31. <laughs> You're 31 and you have like just the most privileged, easy white girl life I've ever seen. And, you know, like you're a lovely person, but you haven't figured fuck all out. Your parents have money. You married money. You are a stay at home parent. So she has figured it out. She okay. Actually, now that I'm saying it all the fuck am I talking I'm gonna you know I'm gonna call her I gotta go I gotta get I gotta get this shit together make a budget all that oh man speaking of um privileged white girls so last time we filmed one of these um live casts it was somebody flagged it oh yeah and that happened uh like at the same time that uh 
oh, what's that awful? Bannon was saying, was like, you know, telling yeah. them to behead Dr. Fauci and stuff. And, and his YouTube didn't get flagged, but yeah. for some reason ours did. And then we realized that, um, and we're not going to say name any names, no, but we're not we gonna know you're anybody. watching, yeah. which thank you for the audience. Um, but there is somebody who is involved with a person who one of us used to be involved with. Yep who really feels some anger maybe at our success or our some um, jealousy clearly of maybe our mental um our our ability to overcome yeah like what yeah i don't don't, (laughs) all i know is they watch every single thing and uh have had notes thumbs down it they thumbs down it they have (laughs) notes occasionally uh yeah I um so get a different hobby though. Yeah, it's weird. Really, it's, it's weird. Like, it's so sad and pathetic. It's very weird. Um, if, you know, I think it, like a lot of women really feel like the the ex is an enemy. Yeah, the ex is not your enemy. No, honey, when you, you have that person now, you, you get them. He's yours. <laughs> he's yours. And when you guys break up, you and I will go out to coffee, and I'll be like, I fucking yeah. <laughs> I tried to, uh, I mean, you tried, one of us tried, we'll say, we tried, like, it's that person I feel like, you're going to figure it out, you're going to figure it out, but yeah, somebody, I, when you said that that's who it was, I was like, oh yeah, I don't know why I didn't consider that, but for sure, because yeah, they've had some, some strong notes and things like that, and yeah, but that is not a good use of your time, no honey, don't watch our live stream, you don't want that, you don't need that. You don't need this kind of follow up. There's there's nothing. It's all dead. It all died. So move on. In that email that they sent, uh, you know, they did say like, I happened upon this video. It's like, honey, you didn't happen. <laughs> you didn't stumble in the road. You only find this if you're looking for the people it. who want to watch it. <laughs> can't find barely it. can. We barely hit record. We're barely making a thing. We basically, we're here talking. Oh, by the way, this is you been have couple. an alert. I, I never intro. We never intro the podcast. Hi, and welcome to Couples Skate. <laughs> I'm Emma Arnold. And I'm Pidge. <laughs> and and uh, you're halfway through. But you know, they do that on those like really hip podcasts. Is that yeah, they like you get just into yak. the story, you yak. start talking, and then like the middle of it, they're like, oh, we're going to, that's what yeah, we're doing. That's what we were doing. We were being hip for sure. I don't think we've ever really, we say goodbye, but we don't. We say goodbye. We're not great introers. Um, I'm never good at that because I always just start talking and then I just get into it and I'm excited to talk to the person. Um, I realized yesterday how I was like, oh, I'm finally lonely, like really <laughs> fucking lonely because I did a podcast with Chris Cubis, Jeff Tate and David Borey. And we were like talking and it was that thing. We were doing this like Chris's new podcast, Bad Advice, go check it out. Um, but we were supposed to do this other thing, but we ended up talking for like an hour beforehand just about like, you know, talking shit and comedy and da, 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 da. And how are you? And, and then Chris was like, you guys, I miss this so much. And I was like, oh no, so do I. <laughs> I've been immune. This like, I've been, I think cause like for male comedians, the hang is very different. A lot of times, you know, it's a lot easier for them. It's, you know, they'll be like, we're all going, we're all going to get wings after this. You're not invited. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> half the time I'm not invited. I'm having this tea that's going to give me really nice advice. Yeah, it's okay. I've got my tea here. <laughs> my podcast I know all about what trust is yeah so you yeah. guys are missing out 
So they, so I think I, it's taken me a while, but yesterday when we were all sitting there, I was like, oh, I, I do miss talk. And it was weird too. Cause we got into the beginning. All of us were like, ha, ha, ha. like, it's like, I'm so socially awkward mm-hmm. right now. And all four, all four, all of us were like, wow, this is, how are you going to do comedy when just, how are you, how are your your things, your things, you know, like we were all so weird in the beginning and it was like, oh man. I had to apologize because. Um, the only social things I do are this. And then I started walking once a week uh, with a friend down on the green belt. Like you had yeah. done. And it, and it was just like this revelation. I was like, oh, we can put on masks. We can go outside. We can do our, you know, get some exercise and just chat. And the other day we finished our walk. And, and I was like, you know what? I think I really need to apologize because I'm just like, dumping everything (laughs) just like it's just like this big explosion of of feelings and experience and i i like haven't figured out how to um like tailor it again yeah it just feels like i'm just vomiting yeah what whatever and <laughs> I know I've thought like with comedy because comedy is basically a tightened version of a conversation. Right. You know, you're like, all right, this 10 minute thing, I have to make it into a 45 second thing. And like, I haven't even been able to do that conversationally yet. I don't know how I'll get back on stage. I'm just rambling. I'm just like, time. oh, tea bags, you guys like that? You know, I don't know. And I also feel like just only in the last like week or two have I started to feel funny again, like feel even I, I was talking to my parents the other day and I was like, you know how sometimes you're just like, uh, 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 like I, I was having trouble like fix, making a sentence sound like a sentence. And I was like, great. I can't even, I have an audience of two people who adore me right now and I can barely talk to them because I was like telling them a funny story. And again, by the end of it, I was like, sorry, that was so long. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. I need to figure it out for sure. I actually got kind of embarrassed myself in a meeting the other day too, because I was wanting to contribute and say something, but I hadn't figured, like I used to, I feel like I used to figure out what I was going to say. Like my brain was moving quickly enough and yeah. track of the conversation that I could like insert what I wanted to say at the exact right time. And I just kind of like broke in and then I was like, <laughs> and then like everybody's looking at me and I'm like, oh, I'm really not actually saying anything. I'm just trying to contribute to the meeting. But I, I did like, that yesterday too. Slowly. I did that too. Yesterday <laughs> during the podcast, I was like, Oh, I, yeah, that's happened to me. And it's funny because, and then like, as I was like, it was coming out of mouth. I was like, you don't have anything, anything to, to contribute here. And then I kind of like tried to like bring it home and everybody was kind of like, okay. And I was like, oh God. And that's why I'm like, you're going to take this on the road. You're going to do this. Hey, everybody. Oh, chips after something. Yeah. It's funny these this battery Alex gave us, this one's also almost dead, so we may have to wrap really? up as soon as it starts well, I'm flashing. I'm really curious where he was able to just go and like yeah, you see a stash? both live in this house hmm. and you I feel like are probably the one that like organized yeah, where things like for that sure. are. And then he just he just like dashed in there. Mm-hmm. It was like two minutes and he, he has comes a back. secret battery stash. Yeah, she totally does. He's not he's not ready for this. <laughs> He thinks he wants to get married. You have a secret. You're, you're not even sharing your batteries yet, man. You're not ready. You're not ready for this. <laughs> you show me where the stash is. We'll talk. Let's I'm trading blowjobs for batteries over here. It's hell. Come on. <laughs> blowjobs for batteries. The Emma Arnold story. <laughs> it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful story. Very moving. It's about the story of a life coach. I actually think I would be an amazing life coach. 
People come to me for advice quite a bit. I'm definitely a person that people come to advice for. Yeah, I could be a great life coach. And I'm also kind of like, get get your shit together. Why are you doing that? You know, like I'll listen if you want me to listen. I don't give advice unasked for, but I feel like I'd be good. Well, we could make this into a advice chat cast. Yeah. So if yeah. you need some advice, we there's two life coaches here. <laughs> two women in their 40s. Dig that pool. That's going to be my advice pool. for you. <laughs> That's actually great advice. You could write an into you could make a whole movement around it. Dig that pool is like your thing, you know? Your book is called Dig That Pool, your podcast, everything. You got shirts, you got merch. Oh, sweatshirts for sure. Ooh, what mine, mine, um, I'm just going to steal that guy's. <laughs> I'm just going to steal his. Uh, I did a uh, thousand burpees today and my blood pressure is 40 over 20 and only cold showers. Uh, my body fat is 25% all in my booty. <laughs> That's why I'm going to start signing everything like that. <laughs> I think you should really just come up with like a laundry list of just yeah. absurd facts about yourself and just tack that onto every email. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I kind of, I've considered writing him back and just kind of doing that. So maybe he could see how ridiculous it oh looked, my God, but I feel like amazing. he wouldn't get the joke. Like he wouldn't be like, Oh, I see. Yeah. That's uh, I'd be like hams eaten. <laughs> Six drones like, down. Woo! Are we are we down? Are we talking a drone down situation? Well, no, oh. no, we're not. Okay, it, it all Soon, just though. kind of. But I think it was the weather. Yeah. So there hasn't been any drone action, but soon uh, we had we've had big storms, rainy yeah. days. So, well, the big <sighs> thing that happened in my life is that my son killed his first deer. Oh, really? He went hunting. He, <laughs> he did went it. Hunting. Did he go with Dave? Yeah. Okay. And Uncle Alex. And um, so we're now boiling the skull mm-hmm. on the back patio over a propane stove, which is really fun for yeah. everyone. Yeah. You know, you actually go out to, to the back fridge and yeah, that's great. Yeah. We had to have venison last night. Oof. All winter long, venison tonight. <laughs> I hate venison because we grew up on so we much of it. Are you it. going Whoa! for it? <laughs> okay, and welcome to the pa- our, the podcast. Chip is here, everybody. Chip, do you have any words of wisdom for us? It's, Chip's pool. words of wisdom are: you're always a lap dog. <laughs> There's no size that you're not a lap dog. Oh, um, Chippy, that was. Cute. I hate venison. We ate so much of it when I was a kid, and to me, it. It literally just tastes like the bad parts of my childhood <laughs> to me. I absolutely hate it. Um, like I understand why other people are like, oh, it's but it's game and blah blah blah. I love elk and antelope, but what did Bodie think of killing? What do you think? He was prepared for it, so he had to take uh, hunter safety three times. Oh, nice! <laughs> in order to pass, so top was- <laughs> third of his class. <laughs> <laughs> and I felt really bad because it took him so long to get through it the first time that he was actually like timed out. Like you only have a certain amount of of days to do. It's like 90 days, but it took him 90 days to do it. And then it was like, sorry, you have to start over. And so we have to start over again. So, but he did finally pass. Um, And I don't know. He's so funny because he's like the most animal loving kid. Like he will find anybody's cat or anybody's dog and love up on them and his pets are so important to him 
but he was pretty I asked him I said well was it what you thought it was going to be like and he said it really was except it was colder I didn't have the right shoes (laughs) (laughs) that's my experience with lunging um you know I grew up on a farm so I don't like killing stuff doesn't really upset me that much I don't know now I haven't killed anything in quite a few years I'm not I, I don't know now maybe it would be different but it was always just that it was so cold and so, so cold. early. And yeah, I was always like, this is like dumb. So horrendous to me. I was so glad that nobody even suggested that. I yeah. Know. It yeah. was like a boy's trip. The and they great. stayed in this like little flimsy cabin thing. But at least it wasn't, I guess, a wet tent. Because yeah. that was their original plan. Um, and it was up in northern Idaho, which was freezing cold. They actually got stuck at Whitebird Hill. Ooh, that's cool. Which is... Um, if you look up Whitebird Hill, you will be really surprised. It's 12 switchbacks. It's like a famous, ter- terrifying road in the middle of Idaho. Um, and they got stuck there because of a blizzard. Oh. So that's fine. It worked out fine. Yeah. It was a good first there. experience. It was a that's good the way to do experience. it. Get snowed in. Get yeah, your first Yeah, but we deer. already eat a lot of game because we get a lot of game from my brother and my uncle and all that stuff. And... Um, so now we have our own whole deer and yeah, I'm like looking for people to give it away to, um, just sort of like slipping them some venison, Yeah, you know, like, Oh, here you go. It's so exciting. Yeah. Have some to spare. That's what you do with venison is you give it away. It's like zucchini. It's the zucchini of the animal world. Like I would, if anybody wants to get me some antelope or some elk, I would love that. Um, we, I had a source for years, a friend of mine who hunted, um, but he moved down to Arizona, so I know I don't have that anymore. But um, bear is a phenomenal. I love bear. Bear, bear I can pass on. It's so greasy. We used to make a lot of bear sausage when I was a kid. So. Yeah, and the bear fat is what like yeah. it makes a like a really yummy like pie crust you can make out of bear. Fat. I was excited. I saw you made beanery. Yes. So the beanery was the best restaurant in Boise. It was down on the Grove. It was like a staple. It was like the the thing about Boise. And they had this corn chowder gravy. Oh, and their mashed potatoes. Somebody else brought that up when I posted that. And I have the recipe. You do? Yes. Give it to me immediately. I I have the whole recipe book. Everybody Mm. was like, oh my God, I miss it so much. I was like, you guys, they have the fucking cookbook. I didn't know they had a book. Yes. Oh my God. And it's really, um, it's it's the worst design, worst writing you've ever seen. And the recipes are perfect. I can imagine there's their food tons of soup recipes. Oh, I need and it. And it's like weird stuff that you're like, really? There's mustard, like a Dijon in this soup, but they're perfect. I'm gonna and have to. I'm I cook from get it one. all the time. It's that. I'm, that is like when that left, I was like, oh, that was a sad day. That was yeah, it was a really sad day. And I, I still them. like every once in a while just have this craving for something that I used to eat there all the time because it was a cafeteria style soup sandwiches, but just all really. Perfectly, perfectly done. I have to open my coat because Chip is cold. <laughs> Chip is cold. He's That's why it came up because he's cold to death. Yeah, he might. He's so skinny and oh, he's he just needs a sweater. Oh, shivering. You know, he does he need would, a sweater. You know what you should get for him is a puppy vest. Ooh, he. <gasps> you know what? My mom one time she found uh, matching. They were they were like jogging suits. She found matching jogging suits for him and our other dog and. That was an incredible day. <laughs> I was just over the moon. 
I love a dog in a sweater yeah. more than anything in the world. Uh, puffy, we're going to get you a little puffy vest. You're shivering, my man. Sivering. Oh, God. Poor thing. Probably. Probably time to wrap it well, up now, Mom. Yeah. Do you have any notes? I don't have I anything bring, else. I didn't bring any notes And you, we time. covered funny butts over yeah, there. Yeah, funny so. butts. <laughs> I think that's it for me. I, I got everything, so... <laughs> This was a good one. This was a lot of fun. And we fit, we handled the batteries like pros. I'm really proud of us. Just wait to see what weird technological flaw. I know. Alex will be It'll like, be oh, the whole time I can hear you zipping and unzipping your coat. <laughs> and I'll be like, oh, I did do that. I have to say, we laughed so hard. Um, Jeff, who you know, Tate, who was just on the podcast a couple weeks ago, when Alex was editing um, his audio, he goes, he goes, can you come and listen to this? And I was like, why? And he goes, was Jeff like, what was he doing the whole time? Was he moving? Was he doing a lot? And I was like, I mean, he, cause he is, he like yeah, ADHD. He's, he's you know, moving, a super yeah. active guy. And I was like, I mean, yeah, he was kind of like rocking a little. And then I listened, he like put the headphones on and it is hysterical. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> and I, he was like, I can't fix this. And I'm like, I feel like anybody who listens to Jeff knows. And then when we were on the podcast yesterday, that was exactly the same, like, you know, every time it would cut to him and his mic, he'd be like, maybe he had a maxi pad in his pocket. (laughs) (laughs) That's probably what it was. Oh man. It was just so funny. I was like, what a noisy boy. Well, this has been a delight. It's been so good Good to to see see you. you. Thanks everybody for check for uh, checking us out. You can listen to couple skate, uh, this podcast and the other ones on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, uh, Spotify, all the places. And, um, yeah, this has been great. Chip, I'm going to have to move you. <laughs> Stay warm. Stay warm out love there. Love you, bye. All right, love you, bye. Chip, you got to go. Got to go, Chip. Go. Thanks, guys. Thank you for watching.